Tammy, uh, one of the one of the concerning things for me as someone who has only ever been a renter is the fact that I am more and more feeling like that that joy, that dream of buying my own home is fast escaping me. All right. Doesn't matter how well I save. For some reason, it's just it's just too expensive. So, well, house prices are just through the roof right they now. Are. So it's yeah, it's a tough time to possibly go in as a first homeowner. And I was um I was given a little carrot by ScoMo the other day, and I've been sitting on it for a couple of days, thinking to myself, he said that I can use my super now as a deposit for a first home, and while I know there's money in there, it feels like a red flag to me because I remember when the the coronavirus pandemic started and people were able to take up to 10 grand out of their super. And then there was people, financial people saying, no, don't do it. Don't do it. It hurts you in the long run. And I thought I'm, I'm not afraid to say I don't understand things. And when it comes to financial stuff, there's a few people I ask. I ask Alicia, who's got about as much idea as I do. I ask my best friend, who's an accountant, who uh, talks in jargon that I often can't understand. And then there's Ben Law, the financial bloke, who joins us this morning. Ben, hello. Thank you for giving us your time. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, Thanks very much, Tammy and Bodge, and welcome. I suppose it's good to be back again. I've got a couple of red flags that have shot up this week uh, since the, well, uh, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, said that we were allowed to use our uh, superannuation as a deposit or part of it for uh, first home buyers. And while that carrot does look nice and tasty, there is this little niggle in the back of my head and it's not a nit um, saying, don't do that. Yeah, look, I think you're absolutely right, Bodge. It's the devil's in the detail. And I think it's become really obvious over the years that the hardest part to getting into your first home is getting the deposit together. And the Australian Bureau of Statistics was saying that it to get a 20% deposit together for your first home, it takes around 10 years. And the average first homeowner these days is 36 years of age. So that's increased substantially from 10 years ago. Now, there's always uh, issues when politicians or policymakers come out with I suppose you'd say these ideas, there's both positive and negative implications. And the positives are really obvious, Bodge. Uh, The positive is, is you get to get a deposit together quicker, possibly, and then you get to buy your home you want to get into. It helps with family stability, and it also helps with what they call the wealth gap. So the wealth gap is just, in really simple terms, the wealthier getting wealthier, the poorer are getting poorer. And that's what they're trying to address at the moment. Now, the first thing is, is the positives, or sorry, the positives we talked about were really easy. The negatives, well, there's a number of those. And the first one is, is most economists, or should I say many economists believe that this is just going to increase house prices, which is going to make it even harder for those in the future. Wouldn't you agree, Bodge? It sounds like that. That's how it feels as well. It's really, it is a really depressing time because I would love my own home. I'd love to be able to carry Alicia over that threshold like they do in the movies after we get married. And we've got to try and fork out for a wedding as well. So I just, the the actual, the, the screenshot I've got here from Scott Morrison's page was first home buyers will be able to use up to 40% of their super for a first home deposit. It just feels like it's a lot of money. That's nearly half of your superannuation. And that money is meant to be set aside for when you retire. Absolutely, yes. And that's why superannuation was set up where people couldn't get access to it, Bodge. It was locked away for your retirement because people are either 
don't have discipline with the money or um, if it's there and are able to be spent, they will potentially spend it. So yeah, there will be a large impact on people's retirement savings. Uh, so to give you a bit of an example, at the moment, 25 to 34 year olds have got an average balance in super of around 25 grand. So it's not really going to be a big thing for, for them because they're not going to be able to get enough money out of super to make it meaningful. Right. But the average super balance at the moment is for 35 to 44 year olds is 62,000. Is that all? So, yeah, that's that's it. So now let's assume you take your 40% out. It's still going to be a sizable amount of money, but is it actually going to you know, give you that 50 grand you actually need. Now, most people aren't worried about their retirement, uh, the impacts on their retirement, because they don't think through what the future implications will be. So That's I'm just right. going to give you a really simple example using basic mathematics. And there's a whole lot of variables that we can't take into account, but I'll just give you the simple example. So let's assuming, Bodge, you're 35 years of age, uh, you want to retire at 65, which is say 30 years away, and you take 50,000 out of your super. Now, if you left that super in your, in, or that money in your superannuation fund, assuming a modest 5% return and no other variables, there'd be about another $216,000 that would be in your super fund at retirement that you won't have. And that's, now, a, that's a decent amount of money, isn't it, Ben? It is, Tammy. Now, if you increase it to 7% return, that's 380, and increase it to a 10% return on average per annum, that's $872,000. So it's not free money. And that's what most people fall into the trap of thinking, well, that's future Bodger's problem or future Tammy's problem or future Ben's problem, yeah. not my problem right now. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily the reason not to do it. It just should be a consideration. Ben, can I ask you a question? If you Go were a 35-year-old Ben and you were yet to buy a house, would you take money from your super to purchase your first home? Well, I've spent uh, 20 years being a financial advisor, so my answer is probably going to be fairly obvious. No, I wouldn't, because uh, I know the implications that mm. future Ben will have to deal with, and future Ben has been treated very poorly over the years by me, I have to say. <laughs> uh, but, but in saying that, um, there are situations where, you know, the only way you're able to get into your first home is to do this, and yes. if it was the only way I could do this, well, yeah, I would seriously consider it. I would just do it uh, in an informed way and I would understand the negatives. But I think the most important part is we don't want to distract from the fact that we need to take responsibility and bust our guts to save that deposit as soon as we possibly can, not just fall back onto super and say, oh, that's the easy way to do it. I can rest on my laurels because I've got access to my super. And I think that's the biggest danger. And you just saying that sort of, um, I guess, confirms to me why we don't have that, that available access to the money. I think we'd have a bigger poverty problem if people did because having easy – that's why I don't have credit cards. That's why I never have credit cards because Pop told me once he said, I work for what I get and then I go without when I need stuff. If I have a credit card, it's, it's just – it's money I don't have yet. No use spending it. And I think it's similar with this. When you've got a retirement to plan for, and I think it shows responsibility to to maybe stay away from these these little carrots, these delicious carrots that are being thrown at us for our votes. Um, I just it is while it is a depressing situation, a lot of people are in it. The lot of people can't even find rentals, let alone get enough cash together to to get a home. I just uh, I think I'm at a point where I'm going to say no, I'm not going to take any money from my my superannuation band. And chatting to you has helped with that. And I think, and I think it, 
That's okay. And I think the, the bigger picture we need to talk about really is uh, what policies have the government put in place to try and help affordability rather than just getting access to a, to a deposit, shall I say. So really low interest rates have hurt first homers because it's pushed the value of houses up. Uh, there's a whole lot of things the government can do to try and bring down the cost of houses or at least stabilise them a little bit for first homeowners other than raiding the future piggy banks of the young people. And what I worry about with this bodge is this is potentially fixing a problem for some people at the moment, but it's potentially kicking the problem or kicking the can down the road to retirement. And it's going to put more people reliant on the age pension when they retire. And most, uh, I suppose you'd say, futurists or economists are predicting that the age pension possibly won't be around when people retire or it'll be substantially different today because the economy won't be able to afford to provide for people like they have in the past. Oh, Tammy, did you hear that, mate? That's a, that, that, that's a huge issue for a lot of people that won't be financially set up when they get to that particular age. Hey, look, uh, Ben, let's talk about your podcast, uh, The Financial Bloke, doing great things on there. Um, give us a little bit of a plug for it. What's coming up? Well, uh, most of my audience that listens are in the farming and grazing industry, uh, and one that I've got coming up soon is on carbon credits, which is a really interesting topic uh, for most people when we're talking about uh, sustainability of the planet, is being able to caption, capture carbon dioxide in the soil, and that's a really interesting one and in how uh, families can actually use the money they generate from that to build their family's wealth and also transfer it intergenerationally. So it's quite an interesting agriculturally finance-based episode. Mate, he loves the land, does Ben Law. Thank you for joining us this morning and for, for helping us make some kind of sense of of the situation that we are being, I guess, offered at the moment. My pleasure.